Hi everyone, this is Mark and welcome to another episode of the Mark the Poet Experience podcast, uh, which is a uh, special episode of the Mark Hastings Experience, uh, which I do every month or so, and um, the Mark the Poet Experience basically is an opportunity for me Mark Hastings, aka Mark the Poet, uh, to share with uh, my listeners um, some of the poetry that I have written over the last uh, month or so. And um, if you're not familiar with uh, my my work, uh, then you can check out um, all of my poems um, if you head over to markthepoet.me. Uh, I've also got um, some uh, recordings of uh, my poems on YouTube. Uh, you might be able to find them uh, if you uh, so wish. Some little um, video poems that I used to make uh, a while ago. I haven't made uh, one in a while, but uh, I uh, I wrote poetry uh, every every week, uh, every day if I can. Uh, but, uh, as you know, um, life sometimes, uh, takes over and even I myself don't get the opportunity to write as prolifically as I would I'd like to, uh, but I write when I can and when I'm not writing, I'm thinking and even when I'm working, I'm thinking or I'm imagining something that I might want to write about. Um, I'm also an author of, uh, um, novel short novels um so if i'm not thinking about a poem that i want to write about i'm probably thinking about uh, a story that i'm already uh, in the process of writing and working out and just uh, trying to uh, make sense of so you could say that uh at any and every opportunity that i can get i'm either uh creating thinking writing or doing something um that revolves around uh writing or poetry in when i'm working when i'm doing my day job while i'm doing that you can bet your bottom dollar that if i'm not saying anything even if i'm having a conversation with someone else i'm thinking i'm inspired uh and that's just the that's just the life of a writer or it's the just that's how i uh how I go through the world, in fact, everything I see, everything I do, I find inspiration in, and everybody I talk to, I get inspiration from them in one way or another, and that's one of the the great things about uh, being a poet and living in the world that we live in, which it can be a sometimes scary place, can be a very uncertain place, but it can also be a very um beautiful and inspirational place it's filled with people of uh all kinds and um yeah it's uh it's a it's a great place the uh the world we live in life is um not for everybody not universally great but um i am fortunate enough to um be able to do what i do and i love what i do and um yeah you know uh you have to um you have to 
rush towards the horizon um, as many times as you can. And the horizon, for me, is usually uh, a sunrise or a sunset. That's what I see. That's what I rush towards. And um, anything that I, I see that I haven't seen before or anything that I may have seen before a thousand times, I will see in some way somehow in another light in a different way and i have a a completely different take upon it um and uh as i say that's just uh how i operate what can i say i'm a poet and um and i'm glad that i am um i've been a poet for uh you know over 10 years um and uh it's 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 a gift and I was going to say a curse, but it's not a curse because um, anything that brings a person joy and um, can have the um, the after effect of bringing other people joy, if we're lucky, is a gift. So, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway. So, um, if you're not familiar with these special episodes of the podcast that I record... Uh, what I'm going to do, quite simply, is record, uh, or I'm going to read to you, actually, um, four of my poems that I've written over the last month or so, um, and um, they may be about anything and everything that I've um, thought about or had the opportunity to sit down and write about, and um, yeah, I'm going to comment on the, the poems as I read them to you. And uh, I hope you like them. Okay, so the first poem that I'm going to read to you uh, today is my poem, Forte. And um, uh, as I say, I'm going to read it to you and then I'm going to talk about it a little bit and talk about why I wrote it and what it means. Um, So I hope you like it. Everything has a vibration. Everyone knows if and when they are on solid ground. Everything is what it is for a reason. Everyone, whether they realise it or not, has a sound. A gift to be able to break the barrier of distance and air between two points. Just as unmistakable as the language of touch generated by making contact with a drum. Some people have an innate ear. For what sounds right. Some people have an observant eye for what looks out of place. Some people have a natural ability to be able to pick up new things just as fast and just as easy as it was for them to learn how to ride a bike. Some people have the skill to be able to never forget a face, while some people are better at remembering particular numbers and names. Some skills that we acquire are self-taught, while other skills come over time and take a steady reoccurrence of repetition in order to assimilate the necessary muscle memory. Some gifts are passed down from person to person, from generation to generation, as effortlessly as driftwood floating upon the surface of an ocean before finally coming to rest upon a sandy bay. Some things are meant to be, while some things 
are not the right fit. However, all things and all people have a reason and a fate meant just for them. Something that they are good above all else. Which they might describe as their forte. And, as I'm sure you've worked out, um, the poem Forte is about the individual gifts and skills that people have. Um, you know, some people some people are good at painting, some people are good at writing, some people are good at driving, some people are good at with numbers, they're good at seeing things before they happen. Some people are good at managing other people. Some people are better at working as a team or working on their own, doing their own thing. Uh, but essentially, um, the poem Forte is about people um, having their own individual gift, their own individual reason to be, basically. And I always believe that everybody is... A, a small piece in a vast puzzle or vast mosaic that is the world, the universe, life and that we all have a part to play. We all have a destiny, we all have a fate and we all have something that we can uniquely do and we are uniquely fated to do that other people aren't um, and that's our forte and I've always believed since I was a kid that I had some kind of fate, some kind of destiny, some kind of reason to, to be, reason to do what I was doing. But of course when you're a kid, you have no idea completely about the world, about people, even about yourself. And it's only as you grow older that you um, gain some kind of knowledge and understanding uh, about what you want to do, where you want to go, what makes you happy, um, what um, after-school activity you want to focus on and what you might want to uh, focus on the rest of your life, what, you're, what you want to achieve in life. Um, and it's only as you grow older, really, that the, the, the small things, the things that you are good at, the things that... Um, you you know that you're good at that other people might take for granted um that you never take for granted they become the most important things in your life um and um they're the things that you should be you should look at and you should feel um feel happy and feel grateful that you have um and uh, if you can find someone else who um has an appreciation for what you are good at and what you like to do, then um, then you're a winner in uh, anyone's book. And now uh, I'm going to read to you my poem, The Best of Us, and then I'm going to talk about it afterwards. Each of us can find contentment doing things that make us happy. Each of us can find hidden secrets about life, about people, about everyday things or situations that can make us all take another look at the world and at ourselves and allow us to realise that there is more seemingly small things 
simple gestures, simple tokens that mean the most in the long run and down the line when a smile on a face is all that we crave. Each of us need things to explore. Each of us need one another. Each of us need both windows and doors. Each of us need the feeling of being included and not excluded from what is going on in the world, in the galaxy, in the quest of humanity and all life everywhere to find the next checkpoint on the journey that is their purpose. Whether that is to be found in a forest, on a mountaintop, above the clouds or below the waves on the sea floor. Each of us can do extraordinary things, even if we might not initially recognise our gifts for being as profound and impactful as they are. Each of us make, mis make mistakes. Each of us do things that we regret. Each of us are human. And I believe our failings should not forever be considered mortal sins by some from which we cannot move on from learn from and change as a result. Each of us are a miracle, warts and all. Each of us are soulful individuals who over our life will feel feelings and emotions from love to guilt. But to me, the spectrum of what people are capable of symbolises everything about life that nobody can do anything about. Some things just are what they are, just as each of us are who and what we are and have always been destined to be since birth. As were and as will always be the best of us. And I suppose uh, the best of us follows in the, the same vein as um, my poem Forte. Um, focuses on um, people finding what makes them happy, what gives them contentment. Um, and as I, as I was talking about before, the, the small things, you know, those small things can be incredibly impactful. Even these small gestures, as I, as I said, uh, a smile, a, a thank you. Or someone just looking at something that you are responsible for or the creator of and going, that's good, you know, that's great. Um, and sometimes you don't need any gratification um, from anybody. You just need your own self-gratification. Just that feeling within that you accomplished something, um, that you did something with the gift that has been bestowed upon you um so yeah and as i say you know everybody can do extraordinary things even if they believe that they can't or even if they believe that the things that they do aren't extraordinary they they are i mean a mother looking after a newborn baby is an extraordinary person um you know um a, a a family struggling to put food on the table for their children is are, are heroic 
um, people trying to do the best that they can do with what they've got are heroic and they're important and they need to be recognised and they need to be reminded that they are doing something amazing, something hard. But in the long run, for their for all their um for their solitude, even though it can be hard at times to 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 keep that smile on your face, to, to keep going, to 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 not focus on the worry that um that drives you sometimes. Um, you know, a lot of people keep a lot of things bottled up, um, especially when they're worried about money, about whether they're going to have a job, especially in a um, world like today where things are so uncertain and nobody knows what's going to happen from one day to the next. Um, but um, that's why all of us, everybody, need to um, sometimes take a step back or take a step away from the things that um, compel them for the majority of their time and just step away and get an opportunity to do something that gives them some kind of contentment, some kind of relief. And, um, you know, that could be anything from crocheting to bowling, from writing to playing football or watching movies or watching tv shows listening to music anything everybody needs that outlet everybody needs that you know that moment to go yes to express that which they have within them um and to to lay off to you know let off a bit of a a bit of steam um and to have a bit of a time to um to reset and reboot and uh yeah everybody everywhere whenever they can in my opinion should um should look within look at um what they can do what they're good at and just do it and don't feel um don't feel guilty about doing it but uh Right, so the next poem uh, that I want to read to you today is uh, a poem called The Mark of New York. And as you may guess, this poem is about New York, New York. The place so nice they named it twice. Yes, right, New York City. And um, I've written quite a few poems, actually, that either mention New York City or mention the fact that I uh, was um, blessed to have the opportunity to visit New York City uh, a few years ago. Um, back in uh, 2013, uh, I visited New York City with my family, and I absolutely adored every moment that I was there. And, um, yeah, New York continues to be a very special place. Um, it holds a very special place in my heart. And um, without further ado, I want to read to you the poem that I wrote in honour of uh, New York City. And uh, then I'm going to talk a little bit more about it. Every time I'm asked about where my favourite place in the world might be, 
I close my eyes, I smile, and I'm instantly transported back to the metropolis of my dreams, the one and the only New York City. No other city compares, no other place is more special in my heart, no other city do I remember every second of and every experience that I had while being there. No other place shines brighter, because to me it will always be an inspiring constellation of 8 million stars, each of which have their own individual story to tell about how they choose to leave their mark. It's been 8 years since I last I was last in the city that never sleeps. But there isn't a day that goes by when I do not think about all that I saw and all that I felt while I was visiting the city filled with so many buildings literally capable of scraping the sky. It's been a long time since I was walking down the various avenues and streets from one side of the island of Manhattan to the other. But I always find comfort in the fact that Though I am far away, I can return to New York City any time I want, in my mind. And when I am there, I see things. I remember things. I see details. I remember people who make the Big Apple the place that it is. Like no other, special, powerful and one of a kind. I would love to go back to New York City one day. I would love nothing more than to wake up, to get dressed, to head to my favourite Starbucks cafe on 5th Avenue where I used to eat breakfast, lunch and enjoy a late night caramel latte or a macchiato on a regular basis and during the daytime as well after dark and also revisit the places that I love and I feel like I know so well which got under my skin from the instant that I saw them and I immediately found myself in awe. I would love to go back in time. I would love to get back in that yellow taxi and once again return to the pools of remembrance that lie in the shadow of the Freedom Tower and once again pay my respects to those who lost their lives on 9-11. I would love to go back to the place that I could never get enough of and rediscover and explore the things, the places and the feeling of unbridled kinetic energy and electricity that New York City has, that has the ability to gift to those who are lucky enough to be able to visit it or call it home. Because, take it from me, no other city on earth leaves its mark upon you after you have been there, like New York. And no words, no truer words have ever been spoken, uh, at least to me, um, because I had the most amazing, special, and memorable and incredible time in New York. Uh, while I was there, I was lucky enough to be able, have the opportunity to meet um, two of my friends that I've made uh, on the internet, um, Kyle and also um, the, uh, the incredible Saw player. Um, or Saw Lady, she's called uh, Natalia Paruz, uh, who I've um, spoken about on the podcast um, previously. 
Um, but uh, she is an incredible saw player. She, I um, encountered her playing on the, the the New York subway, um, and I got to meet her for the first time back in 2013, and that was um, wonderful. Um, but yes, yeah, I had some. I made some incredible memories while I was in New York. Uh, as I said in my poem, I went to go to the the site of um, where the um, the, the World Trade Center used to be, where the, the Freedom Tower now stands, and there are two pools of remembrance. Uh, I went to the top of uh, the Empire State Building. Um, I walked all over the city. Um, I even went to the cinema while I was there. Um, and I just loved every moment. The weather was incredible. Sunny, hot, energizing. And, yeah, it was just amazing just just being in new york city um just waking up early every morning going out for a walk through central park um going to the imagine memorial uh, the memorial to the late great john lennon um going to you know several of the the art galleries there and the the museums um was just it's just amazing it's just an amazing place to be and i i really do miss being there and um it's sad that I haven't had the opportunity to to go back um but um I'll never forget New York City I'll never forget every moment um even the hotel we stayed in uh, the Helmsley Hotel was great um and it was you know in a prime location you walk out the front door you've got Central Park right in front of you and you, you walk out the back door you're literally a, a stone's throw away from um, um, you know, Broadway and, you know, um, Times Square, you know, it's, it's just incredible. And, um, yeah, just amazing, amazing place. And it will continue to inspire me and my poetry. And I'll continue to, to think about it and dream about New York City, I think, for the rest of my life. Um, even if I don't get the opportunity to revisit it. Um... But yeah, so if you've never been to New York and you ever get the opportunity to go to New York, I'm telling you, go there because um, it's uh, it's an unforgettable place and um, incredibly inspiring. Uh, as I hope you, uh, uh, as I hope you felt from my poem. So the uh, the next and uh, the last poem that I want to read to you today is my poem, "Back to the Theatre," which is a play on words kind of of uh, the title back to the future and back to the theater uh, as you probably uh, work out is about going back to uh, being able to enjoy um, entertainment uh, whether it's on a stage or on the big screen Um, and um, in my case uh, I had the opportunity to go back to watch a film at the cinema for the first time in a long time, and um, that film was the uh, the prequel to the uh, Sopranos TV show, which uh, is of course called The Many Saints of New York, and um, it's a fantastic film. Um, I would definitely, uh, if you're a fan of The Sopranos, definitely check it out. But um, yeah, I want to uh, read to you my poem, uh, Back to the Theatre, and then I want to talk about uh, what being at a theatre 
being at the, the cinema uh, means to me. Finally, I am back in the seat of a cinema, sitting in the dim light and waiting patiently for the room to go dark and the film that I am here to see to start. It's been a long time since I was able to embrace my cinephile side and get back to where I always looked forward to returning to every so often. It's been a long time since anybody who loves the magic and the experience of seeing a film on the biggest screen there is has been able to go to the movies to perhaps get some popcorn and a cold drink, sit in a comfortable seat and switch off from the world at the same time that they are transported away to a place of fiction and fantasy and embrace the gift and the opportunity of pure, unadulterated escapism. I am a dreamer, I am an artist, and I am also someone who loves enjoying the labour of other people's imagination and creativity. Since I was a child, I've always been someone who loves going to the cinema, because I've always understood the language and the power of visual and auditory storytelling, and the way that sub subtleties in colour and sound can feed the mind, as well as revitalise and influence the thoughts, the feelings and the emotions of people young and old far into the future. I don't see every film at the cinema, but when I see the trailer for an upcoming film that, I, that immediately grabs my attention, I try to make the time when the film is finally released, to see it in a place where I can make the most of every moment of movie-making poetry. Which is why I am so happy, which is why I am so energised, and which is why I am so in awe to once again be back, enjoying a movie projected upon the screen of a theatre. And I actually wrote that poem back to the theatre while I was sitting in the seat of a cinema screen, as I said before, waiting uh, for the film The Many Saints of New York to start. And I was writing it in the dark. Uh, I was the only one there um, just before uh, everybody else who was um, due to watch the film along with me uh, arrived. And it was amazing. I, got, I think I was in there like uh, 20 minutes before the film started. I was the only one in there, it was completely dark, and I finished writing my poem, um, I'd say about a couple of minutes before the film, or the trailers um, that uh, uh, they show before the film started to started to be shown, and um, yeah, and I was in just inspired by, like I said in my poem, just being there, just being able to have the opportunity to, 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 to see see a film the way that they are meant to be seen and um yeah it's a wonderful thing and you know I know you know it's been a long time since I saw a film at the cinema because of the situation the situation that we've all been living in for the last two years nearly where because of you know everything that's been going on with the pandemic and you know the the restrictions that have um happened the the closure of cinemas the 
um, you know, it's been a really stressful time for people who work in the cinema uh, industry, people who work in um, in in theatres, people who put on stage plays, you know, people who have no other way to share their art but to 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 you know share it on a on a on a stage with actors and a and a cinema you know can't or a theater can't survive without um without an audience you know a a um a, a live band cannot truly play um the best they can play if they don't have an audience to play to um and you know a magician he can't if he had to know any of anyone to perform to then he cannot perform he can't perform for himself you know so it's it, it's you know for hospitality people who are in the entertainment industry it's been um a very uh precarious um two years and you know, I'm not someone who um, needs to get up on a stage and perform to get paid, um, unlike some people. But I truly am on the side of those people who um, who love, you know, acting, love the the experience of, you know, going to a theatre, even if they're not an actor. Um, people who love just the the live experience being a part of a you know a live um um theatrical um performance even if you're just someone who's watching a film at the cinema you feel like you are a part of that experience because you're sharing that experience with other people um you know and i've been i've seen um films when there's uh, four people in the it, sitting watching it, and then I've been in screenings where every seat is is has been taken, and um, you know, uh, I mean that, you know, when you you compare how it is now to how it used to be, you know, a few years ago, you can't really th- imagine a fully packed cinema, but you know, luckily we're getting back to those times, and um, but yeah, I mean. You know, it's uh, still a precarious time, but I'm so glad that, you know, cinemas are welcoming people back. Um, Theatres are welcoming people back. Concerts are once again being held. Bands and singers and performers are um, finally able to tell their fans and their, um, you know, their audience that they are, they're, they're, they're back. They're going to be performing. they they're going to give the people what they want. And, um, yeah, it's a great thing. It's a really great thing. Because I think a lot of people just want to get out there. They've spent a lot of time being cooped up inside, um, enjoying um, all that they that they, they can access via, you know, streaming services um, and on the internet, um, on YouTube, um they've been enjoying you know podcasts on, on spotify and anchor and you know all these wonderful places but i think people they need 
they need both sides they need to have the opportunity to 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 get out there and enjoy things and and share what they've seen and what they've done um and yeah i don't you know i've spoken as as with a lot of things i i sometimes repeat myself i sometimes write poems about the same things over and over and over again but just to like do a little twist or a, a slightly different take on what i'm talking about but it's the same basically the same message um but you know to me that's okay because when it comes to things like things that i love things that i appreciate people who inspire me i don't mind talking over and over and over again and repeating the same message and one thing that i i i love talking about is films um and whenever I do get the opportunity to see a film at the cinema, I absolutely love that experience. There are, there are several uh, movie um, experiences that I've had in which I can recall at a moment's notice. I mean, when I saw the film Gravity with Sandra Bullock, um, literally when I went to see that film at the Odeon many years ago... Uh, I was the only person in there, in that screen. There was no one else around me. The whole screen, the whole room, vast, huge room, was just black. And, of course, the film was is set in space. So, literally, for the entire time, I felt so engrossed in the film. I actually felt like I was a part of the film. Like, I was... Um, I was floating through space, just like Sandra Bullock's character does. Um, which is another great film. If you have never seen Gravity, definitely check that out. But, uh, yeah. So, as you, I'm sure you've uh, gleamed by now, I'm a huge cinephile. I love movies. I love going to the movies, especially um, um, going to the cinema. Um, you know, the best screen that you can, you can, you can find. Um, I've been to loads of cinemas. They all, they're all different. Um, I've had... I have had a bad experience when I went to the cinema once. I saw, uh, <coughs> excuse me, one of the Transformer films on a big screen, but that the screen itself was terrible, absolutely terrible. And I just thought, I sat down to watch it, and I just thought, I can't watch the film. It, that, it just the, the the way that the the seats were configured in this specific um, cinema. Uh, was just terrible, and it just took me out of the film, and I just thought, I can't sit here, and I just got up, left, and, um, yeah, uh, I don't think I've actually been back to that cinema, um, since, because, um, for me, everything has to be right, you have to have, you, you, you know, you pick the right seat for the right reason, um, I like to sit, you know, as much as I can in the middle, so I, I have literally the, the entire screen in front of me, um, the biggest screen you can you can find uh, most of the time, um, and that's just where I, where I like to be. I don't like the the screen right in front, you know, looking up at the screen, you know, right in the front row. It's not for me. I've had to, I've had those experiences when I first started going to the the cinema, and um, yeah, it's not uh, not ideal. Um, but I've had loads of different. Um, experiences going to the cinema i've seen films in 3d in 4dx um imax 
standard, you know, every kind, and um, everyone um, is uh, is um, worth worth the wait. Sometimes, you know, one out of a out of a thousand, maybe, you know, will be a disappointment. But hey, you know, that's it's not down to the film spe- specifically. Um, it, sometimes it's down to, as I say, the the, the cinema and um, cinemas vary in quality um but i'm just so glad that we still have cinemas that we have now and that um the whole pandemic hasn't brought an end to being able to go to the cinema because i remember at one point you know people were saying this is going to be the end of going to the cinema people are just going to be watching films they're going to stream films from home forever you know this is going to revolutionize the the movie industry and um hopefully fortunately that will not has not and and uh cannot happen because some people they you know streaming a film is great but it doesn't compare to me to you know going to the cinema sitting in a seat and just you know immersing yourself in the movie going experience and um you know call me old-fashioned but um i love it i love the experience but uh yeah i think i've rambled on for long enough um and i hope you like the uh hope you like the poem and i hope um that you will get the opportunity to go and see a film um at the cinema uh as a, at your earliest convenience if you feel comfortable to do so because I know some people still don't feel comfortable to go along to the cinema because of um, everything that's still going on in the world. But um, hopefully one day everybody will have the um, the confidence to be able to go back to doing what they, uh, they used to do without any fear uh, about what might happen as a result. Right then, so uh, this is the end of the the episode. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed all of the poems that I've um, that I've um, um, recited to you. Uh, all of the subjects that I've spoken with you about today. Um, as I say, uh, I love writing, um, but I also love experiencing things. I also I love life i love being able to do things to go places and um as i said uh, in my poems and i've referred to my poems i love um that everybody has their own gifts their own um passions their own things that they are enthusiastic about um whether it's as i say you know just a city like New York City, or going to the cinema, uh, watching a movie, or, as I say, just having the opportunity to sit down and do something that they love to do, uh, like drawing, painting, writing, crocheting, playing chess, anything, you know, watching TV. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just something that I... I'm, I'm, I'm an avid observer of people and of behaviors um and i 
have always believed that everybody has something special and extraordinary about them. And oftentimes I can see what is special about someone before they can. And I can often, um, I often comment about something about someone and they say, oh, you know, it's just something I've always done. It doesn't mean anything. It's not that special. And I think, well, it is special because you can do it. Um, but, you know, people have hard time. They have very low self-confidence or a very low self-image of themselves. And it's hard for them to realise how gifted they are or how much potential they have. Um, but, uh, yeah. But, yeah, as I say, I think I'm going to leave it there for now. Uh, I just want to say, uh, once again, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you like what you heard. And I'll talk to you again soon.